You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Welcome to the Bechtel cast. My name is Jamie Loftus. My name is Caitlin Durante. And this is our podcast where we explore the role of women in movies. Wow. Wow. Caitlin, I have a question for you. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine a world in which not having sex for 40 days is actually difficult and not just how your life is? (laughs) The whole, we're talking about 40 days and 40 nights a day. I was like, I've gone without having sex for 40 days like in I can't count how many I'm pretty times. sure I've gone 40 months. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's oh god, imagine having bangs like Josh Hartnett and yet people need to fuck you. I just this is a feminist podcast. <laughs> we use the Bechtel test. Jesus Christ. I want to go home. Okay. We use the Bechtel test as our uh, jumping off point. It's a mm-hmm. media test invented by cartoonist Alison Bechtel that asks of a piece of media that there be two female identifying characters, they have to have names, who talk about something other than a man for exactly two lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And boy, do we have a humdinger today. This movie Ooh. was... Caitlin's idea. It was my idea. Because it's Lent. It's Lent. Yes. So this is our Easter episode for all you Easter heads out there. Sorry for you, everyone who wants to do Passion of the Christ. You'll have to wait <laughs> another year. This year it's 40 days and 40 nights. Well, last year we did Shakala as our bonus episode. Oh, yeah. I guess we have been pretty Christian about celebrating Easter on the Bechtel cast. <laughs> Which is crazy because I'm not Christian. Nor am I. We tried out like three religions and then gave up. <laughs> It was like baptized Catholic, first communion was Protestant, we briefly were Wiccan, and then we're just like, we're going to just sleep on weekends, and that'll Mm -hmm. be more of our vibe. (laughs) 
Anyways, four. Okay, so we're doing the movie Four Days and Forty Nights. Should we just get into it? I feel like I can't not. I, I yeah, know. So let's introduce our guest. Yes. So I was like, am I allowed to talk here. or yes. do I have to wait? Because uh, I have so much to say about this horrible movie. There's <laughs> so much. Our guest today, a comedian. Mm-hmm. You've seen her at Moon Tower and Laughing Skull Comedy Festivals. Uh, she is the host of Gender Fluids podcast mm-hmm. it's ariel isaac norman hey thanks hey. for coming on yeah sorry for to, that we made sorry you that you had to watch this no movie. i'd never seen it before and this was a perfect opportunity to finally see it mm-hmm. right on can i tell you that when i was a kid i didn't see this movie and i remember it coming out mm-hmm. i mean to a kid i guess i was uh, 17 because i was a mormon and we weren't allowed to watch movies like this oh no r-rated movies which i think it's it, 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 has, must, to it has to be R. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I remember like looking at the cover of it, like with the hair dryer, and like wanting to watch this movie. I remember mm-hmm. thinking that looks really hot. <laughs> oh, he has to resist sex. For, I remember being like, man, because I was a sexual child, you know, mm-hmm. but like you know, not having sex, but just very sexual child. So I remember just being like, man, I wish I could watch that movie one day when I'm an adult. <laughs> Well, and now I have. So what I meant to say was, and you're was welcome. You're welcome. It it. Yeah, we gave you this so opportunity, much. and it, it was, was yeah. major. It was illuminating, <laughs> life changing. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, what's your experience with this movie? I saw it when it first came out in 2002. I was also I was like 15 or 16. Yeah. Not a movie that I enjoyed by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Upon rewatching it to prep for the episode, I realized that the only thing I remembered about it was the scene where he fakes his orgasm toward the beginning, and then the, the progressive scene... <laughs> Meg Ryan. Uh-huh. Oh sure, yeah, that's what I screamed at my Roku TV last night. And then um, the scene where he is like dumping ice onto his bonar. I remembered that yes. scene as well, but everything so else I had like forgotten bonar um, imagery. But I feel like this is like. One of the last movies of that subgenre of like teen, young, adult type movies where people place sex bets. Because mm-hmm. we've got our yeah. Cruel Intentions, our 10 Things, I, I Hate About You. it reaches its peak in like 99, 2000. Yeah. But this, this is, is the, the last one. This is the tail yeah. end of yes, it. the denouement of the this sex This is when bet. it jumped the shark. We gotta, yes. we gotta bring it back. <laughs> we gotta bring <laughs> yeah. back the sinister sex bet. Yeah. So yeah, that's my history, uh, and I yeah, I, I'm sorry that uh, I was like yeah, let's do this for for our <laughs> Easter time episode, and I don't know why I thought it would be a good idea. I think well, we're all gonna have a great time. My mm-hmm. history with this movie, I texted Caitlin as I was watching it last <laughs> night. I thought this was I was I was like nine when this movie came out, so I definitely didn't see it. I don't know how much of a cultural legacy this movie really has because I didn't know anything about it when you said 40 days and 40 nights i was like oh that's i I think a movie about the bible and i thought josh hartnett was in a biblical (laughs) epic they did put him in too many movies back then but no bible i I was like uh, yeah i was like ready for and i think i sort of had it confused with six days seven nights Mm. but i don't know what that's about either so maybe i wasn't confused but i thought it was like josh hartnett is playing like the Technicolor dream cut. Like, I, I thought it was going to be a movie about the body. Here's what you texted me. Okay, so next message. I thought dot, 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 dot. 40 Days and 40 Nights was a dystopian movie about the Bible. <laughs> next message. It is, actually. Dot, 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 dot. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. And then you find out it's about, like, San Francisco. It's, like, the tech bros tech bro chode <laughs> 2002 working in a warehouse with terrible lighting 
and uh, abusing women. Like, Mm -hmm. you're just... I was not ready for this movie, and I'm angry I had to watch it. I know. I'm. This is my bad, everybody. It took me three... This movie is fairly short. It's like yes. nine, It's an hour and a half, but so much happens that is crazy that I... It took me three hours to watch the movie because I had to keep pausing it and taking notes because yeah. it was every two seconds you're like, hold on, Oof. let's try to unpack this. And then, <laughs> like, there's just so much. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Ariel, you, you had not seen this. You just watched it for the for the first thing. time. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I watched it with my new girlfriend. We had a great – and she hadn't seen it either because she was quite young when it came out. So, yeah, we had a great time watching this. I mean, you know, we got quite high and we were like – I thought it was going to be a very boringly bad movie. Mm. It is not a boringly bad movie. It's a, it's a mind-blowingly bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the epitome. If you want to know what problematic means, just any scene in this movie mm-hmm. is like, <laughs> dear God. And it yeah. may because if you watch any movies from back then, it's like, oh God, that we were pretty homophobic. We were pretty just like letting things. Oh yeah. The, but this movie takes. I'm like, is, was everything this bad? I were our values. This feels this, like a little worse than even normal. And normal was bad, but this feels slightly worse. I think it's because in those other sex bet movies, they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. And these people are like post-college. So it's like right. they're a little raunchier. They're a little more adult. They are actually like fucking by this point in their lives. There were multiple points in this movie where I'm like, where are the parents? Like, <laughs> these kids are out of control. They're, they're 24. They don't need parents. Oh, God. It should be illegal. <laughs> This is like one of the more paranoid movies I've ever seen too of like it seems like the leading character is like struggling with mental illness and yeah. right like is hallucinating constantly and everyone's like you're just horny <laughs> and then they make him sign up for the nofap reddit board essentially <laughs> prior to the nofap reddit board existing the nofap parallels I've I've got I mean, I've got everyone covered. He does become a vol cell. He's vol selling a vol hard. In, a vol in so- voluntary oh, yeah. celibate. Yeah. Okay, yeah. he vol sells. He no for forty days. Mm-hmm. For forty days. Which, which is- but like the culture of no fap is like it's a Reddit board where people mostly men but sometimes i'm gonna join you know yeah <laughs> I I did join. I masturbate a lot. Like this would be hard for me it's to not- do this. It's- <laughs> It's like you know? basically men convincing like they're like I'm not gonna the the longer I go without masturbating I will become a superhuman yeah. basically and they're <laughs> like I'll become like all my problems will be resolved. Some people seem to get a lot out of it. The way the board is run is very strange where it's like you lead with a number in parentheses and that's how long you've gone without coming. Like how many days? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so like there's people that are just starting and they're like oh this is great. I like used to have a stand up joke about it because it's so I tried to infiltrate the boards, um, <laughs> but there's people who have like not fapped in years, and they're like treated so with such reverence, That's and they're tight. and they're just like ever since I stopped coming, I got promoted at work. Like it seems to vastly Dude, improve. Like, their more lives. men should stop coming. This is great. Should, but then other ones get that really get angry. like up in the hundreds and like oh they're like basically murderers yeah so it's helping them focus their murderous <laughs> right they're like now i have time to watch scary videos on youtube and like make Buy scary guns. plans yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot this That's, is just like very proto no fap 
Yeah. So I remember I took an improv class once, and the, the thing that I remember most is that on our performance night, they said that if you have to pee just a little bit, it makes you more creative. And I went ahead Ooh. and didn't pee before going on, and I did great. So I know. Okay. So I've always thought. I love that. And so I think about that sometimes. If I ever have to pee and I'm going on stage pretty soon, I'll just be like, all right, let's just use that energy. So I mm-hmm. wonder if it's a similar thing. If your balls are just a little full, mm-hmm. you're just a little on edge, Dude, and it oh, makes sure. you a little bit more creative and focused and everything. Because it's like there's a part of your body that's like trying to find a restroom. There's to like a pee sense in. of urgency. <laughs> a sense of urgency right. that kind of like translates. And you're like, if I could just finish this thing, then I can go pee. The same thing Better with when itself. I ran track in high school. Yeah. They're like, if you have to pee before a race, don't like, don't just pee, pee while yet. you're running. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. what the cool, cool people do. Yeah, 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 They'll yeah. know you're serious, and the people behind you will slow and down. And they're like, oh, no. I get, yeah, and then you win. So it works win. out. Well, yeah, can we talk, first of all, I mean, as y'all y'all sleep with penis people, so how <laughs> you talk to them. I, I'm, I feel sorry for all of you. Yeah, from what I hear, it's mostly bad. But, um, but how abnormal do you think it is for a man to go 40 days without sex? Probably they're never doing that about masturbating unless they're Mormons or it's something right I think I know a lot of men who regularly go at least 40 days if not a lot longer without sex but I think they're jerking off at least three times a day right it's the jerking off thing is I think the the thing because it's like basically all of my male friends don't get never fuck a lot of my boyfriends rarely fuck (laughs) Um, so but I think it's yeah the masturbation thing which is weird because it's like that's not really the route this movie takes this movie takes instead that all women are determined to fuck an awkward looking Josh Hartnett (laughs) that's my favorite part (laughs) because yeah they like they explicitly well how do do we shoot it's so weird to know how to start with this movie right well let me do the recap Sorry, yeah. and then yeah, oh, and then, the yeah, yeah. Well, and then we'll jump in so mm-hmm. we meet matt that is josh, josh. hartnett oh my god <laughs> there i one of the most relatable like things in this movie i'm like who hasn't known two random dudes named matt and ryan who have a codependent <laughs> friendship and they hate women like right. they're that that is eternal right <laughs> So Matt was in a relationship with a woman named Nicole who dumps him off screen. And was the teen from Hocus Pocus. Correct. Yes. So since then, he has been having sex with a bunch of women, but he feels very empty after each encounter. And there's one scene where he's with a woman and he has to fake an orgasm. And he, hallucina- he, he hallucinates stealing. Sex yeah, stealings that- are cracking. Mm-hmm. Um and he's going to his brother who is like a priest in training to be like what's wrong with me and his brother is just like you're an idiot and he's like oh (laughs) (laughs) so he finds out that his ex-girlfriend nicole has gotten engaged to a rich handsome man right but mostly rich Mm -hmm. and then he goes to his brother the priest in training for advice and then he gets the idea to give up sex for Lent because it's the first day of Lent and he's like, oh, I'll just go without sex, without masturbation, without any sexual intimacy for 40 days in an attempt to grow as a person and try to get over Nicole. Sure. Which is, it doesn't address a lot of the problems that he's having. Right. Like He clearly needs therapy. But he's trying to better himself. But he's trying. Yeah. That part I was like, this is not the worst thing to do everything else that happens is (laughs) Is the the worst worst thing thing. (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
So it's day one. He gets rid of all of his porn and Victoria's Secret catalogs and any lube-like substance. He's Very 2002 he's approach away. to porn. Also, I'm like, you're a tech guy. What's with all this analog porn you got? Right. It's a different time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he goes to a laundromat because his roommate's like, his roommate Ryan, who fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Ryan. He's like, let's go out and meet chicks. And there's, he's like, no, uh, I have laundry to do. There's that scene in the bathroom where, like, Matt has just had a severe panic attack during sex and then runs into his friend and his friend is like, get back out there and finish the job. (laughs) Like he's just like such a fucking gross. Yeah. Just bad writing pervert. (laughs) He's like building like toy cars. Yeah. He has time to make model cars. That's what they can think of in this. The second he stops coming, he's like, I'm really into trains now, (laughs) which I have found to be true. So he goes to a laundromat instead of like going out to the club to meet chicks. And there he still meets a cute girl, Shannon Sossaman. Here's the thing. She's not like the other girls. She's mm-hmm. not. She's not. She's She loves being at the laundromat. And she just wants to get to know cute boys at the laundromat. Yeah. She's not scared for her life at the laundromat. She doesn't not make eye contact with anyone at the laundromat like a normal person. She's also extremely unprepared to be there. She's oh, like, yeah. can you make change for me? I don't have anything to read. I need your fabric softener. But that's like a way to meet people. I never carry a lighter so that I have to ask for a lighter and it's very effective in that way you're always like sharing whatever you have and Mm -hmm. you know whatever so I can see that but she should have left one thing at home and had the rest now she's just a freeloader yeah 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 she's she's done her hair and makeup to go to the laundromat (laughs) but not remembered she's really she's really like forcing herself into Josh Hartnett's space Mm -hmm. indeed for for this scene and he's trying to be aloof because he sees that she's cute but he's like i i'm like i'm ball selling yeah she tries to talk to him he's very like eh. and then she's like i'll see you same time next week tee and he's like eh. and then we well, he literally doesn't say like a word yeah during the whole no. he refuses to talk to her which mm-hmm. is which is interesting because she goes back to that later and she's like man that first day we met i'm like when he didn't talk to right. you it was yeah. very strange yeah i was like did i forget a part where y'all had a conversation because <laughs> she acts as if they had this moment of connection and then he but he like reacts to her like what she's saying is like yeah that first day like <laughs> i was like no that was so uncomfortable right to, to what <laughs> although there is that scene where he has I, I i do love that there's some good product placement in this movie there's a lot of attention called to the fact that he has a mr bubble t-shirt at one point <laughs> yeah. i was like interesting mr bubble getting in their r-rated comedy nice. uh time mm-hmm. yeah are, that's the real analysis i have <laughs> oh sure no that was very good that's, that's the, the movie bubble they wanted to be <laughs> using for their yeah well. so then matt's roommate ryan the shitty guy finds out about matt's vow of celibacy and he's just like what the fuck like guys are meant to come and fuck and jerk off and you're going against science and da 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 and then we cut to a scene where Ryan has told Matt's colleagues at this like tech startup they or whatever. They literally work at this vague. They're like, oh, this is welcome to computer.com. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. company. It's an internet company is all they ever say right. about it. Right. It's a very convenient way for them not to have to explain anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they can do whatever they want at this company in terms of the bet. It's right. so, it's so, okay. The art direction for this company, <laughs> it is so dark. All the lighting is blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, men are always wearing many layers. Women are practically naked. Yes. It does 
seem to be very cold in the building though. There, I was surprised that there were women in tech represented. That was nice, sure. <laughs> but they were all dressed like Barbie dolls. They were all violently horny mm-hmm. and uh, treated like garbage. Yes, indeed. And they all have, all these people who work in this office have a bet going where they put money into a pool. And if they bet on the right day that they think that Matt is going to have sex or masturbate then they win all the money in that pool so if someone's like i think he's gonna fuck on day 23 and they bet correctly they win all the money i also think it's really funny like the the way the internet is treated in this movie is so uncanny valley where like matt has sex with that woman that he fakes the orgasm with Mm -hmm. and gets to work the next morning and his coworker is like, so heard you faked an orgasm last night. And he's and Matt's like, how do you know that? He's like, internet. internet. <laughs> so, so was Twitter even around? Like that woman would have no. had to somehow like how how would that woman have even gotten the word out if she wanted to? She has a blog. Or she something. had a blog. Yeah, the, the Zanga. So <laughs> like omnipotent. And that comes back later where what's her name? Erica finds out about the bet like two seconds later, and he's like, how did you know? She's like, internet. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. So then Matt does not know about this bet at first, but the women in the office are actively. There's one woman who, like at first, who sexually harasses him in the workplace to try to like get him to like break his vow. Uh, it doesn't work. He goes to the laundromat again. The same woman is there, Shannon Sossaman, and he she's introduces himself this time. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "My name's Erica." He asks her out on a date. They go on a bus date. And then yeah. fun montage. What was that? That was supposed to be him being cool, cool. and sensitive and interesting. And it's like he, he's like, where can I definitely not come? <laughs> right. But like, yeah, but it's just like, why is she just so happy about the whole thing? I her don't know, char- but they're having a great time. Yeah. Her character is like. God, like a manic pixie dream girl—is that what we're calling this? I think I think that she falls into that category pretty squarely because, like, her motivations don't make sense. She seems Mm -hmm. determined to fix him Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. She hangs in when it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, she's whimsical enough to enjoy a bus date. I mean, she wants a bus date. She loves hanging out at the laundromat. Yeah, Yeah. she's just yeah, she's just flitting around. She's she's got a quirky job. She's a cyber nanny. Right, Um, like. Maggie Gyllenhaal, a poorly dressed Maggie Gyllenhaal is her best friend. I lost a notch of respect for Maggie Gyllenhaal in this movie, I gotta say. I was bummed. I was like, damn, I hope you bought something nice. Yeah. (laughs) So they're on their bus date. At the end of the night, she goes to kiss him, but he's like, and he gives her a high five instead because he can't even he can't even kiss. Mm-hmm. Oh. He runs yeah, away. that is against the rules too, right? Yeah, because I, I guess that would fall under the like, sexual intimacy In, category. Okay. Not if it's like a disconnected kiss, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe just like little. Just don't <laughs> on the cheek. <laughs> 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 okay, so then he finds out about the bet at work because they've created a website with there's there's ads and everything on the website. And one of them is a porn site that's protected by the cyber nanny company mm. that Erica works for. So he, and Maggie Gyllenhaal does, apparently. Right, right, right. Yeah. So he rushes over there, and everyone's like, hey, there's the abstinence guy. Internet! That's and, how we know! <laughs> and she's all pissed off at him, and she's like, what is this, some kind of bet not to sleep with me? We'll talk about her, what she gets <laughs> angry about. Yeah. 
so he's like, no, 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 I, I like you. And then after a few days, she decides that she's not mad at him anymore. And then they go on another date out to eat. But his ex-girlfriend, Nicole, is there with her new fiance. This is another very 2002 moment where it's like, at this time, dating a tech bro was not yet a sign that like you had a ton of money. Mm-hmm. She had like an old school banker. She's got like a, a dirt bag banker. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, I just work at a Silicon Valley startup. <laughs> I'm such a loser. I'm like, dude, fast forward. Josh Harnett's guy billions of dollars and he's like waging wars in foreign countries on facebook yes Mm -hmm. bad Mm -hmm. so matt doesn't deal with seeing his ex-girlfriend well he catches on fire (laughs) and then erica (laughs) fun erica gets mad at him again for not telling her that he had an ex-girlfriend okay cool so by now it's like kind of midway through it's like day 20 or 23 or something like that and you know, the other guys at work are like, hey, I'm going to take a vow of celibacy, too, because I think that's going to help me get laid. I thought they were just mm-hmm. lying that they were doing that to women. I'm yeah, sh- I mean, I they were right. just doing that as a way to yeah, get Yeah, their celibacy laid. was a six-hour window. Between, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So then Erica isn't mad at him anymore again. And, uh, and now go- she's actually kind of starting to fall for this. Yeah. Guy. And he goes over to her house and makes her come by blowing a flower petal around okay, her that, crotch. I was, that was hot. <laughs> I was really into that scene. I was like, that. I don't know where all that these orchids work. came from. Yeah. But I did think that thing was There is hot. nothing like not being able to have sex to make that tension really hot. And yeah. then if you had the flower petal, I mean, that, sure. that was some, well done. Some I mean, tantric visually, shit going on. Yeah, 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 it was a sexy scene. That's, I was like, that's something you can do at home with if, with your lover you've already had sex with. If you put an arbitrary restriction on not having sex, and then mm-hmm. you can get you can get a lot of out of flower petals. <laughs> that I liked that. I just the whole time I was just like, man, I just wished it were different people. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a hot was that it? was a hot scene. Yeah, and then she's like, I'm in love with him, mm-hmm. and Maggie Gyllenhaal's like, why? And she's like, I don't know. The movie's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then a little bit later, Nicole shows up at his house, his ex-girlfriend, and this like, is like a major shark job. Okay, yeah. Well, she's like, my my fiance broke it off. Let's kiss. And he's like, No, you suck, actually. And I'm finally he, realizing that he's like, You ruined my life. Even though we know in the opening shots of the movie that she broke up with him for very good reasons, right? Because he was invading her, like privacy clearly wasn't listening to her like (laughs) was being too much and she just like had to break it off but then it's slowly framed it was like you have to go into 2002 brain and be like oh no she's the villain right yeah and then at in the third act they make her the villain god we'll talk about it so he's like get out of here i'm gonna slam the door in your face and then cut to the final day of the vow Nicole goes in and places a bet for $3,500 that he will fuck on that day. Um, (laughs) Meanwhile, Matt, he wakes up. He's got a boner the likes of which you never seen. Oh, my God. Yeah, the (laughs) 40-foot boner that he has. (laughs) And he's, like, heading to work. He's imagining all the women being naked because he's just so horny by this point. He's he's withheld from – he's abstained Mm -hmm. from sex for so long. That it's making him sick. Like it's yeah, yes. It, oh God. <laughs> and then at midnight that night, when the vow ends, Erica is supposed to come over so he can like finally bust his nut into her. I guess. Mm. God, honestly, after all that, if someone like if someone was like, "I've waited forty days and forty nights," I'd be like, "Please masturbate yeah. first. Yes, I don't want this like thirty second experience." <laughs> 
<laughs> of you like approaching death like right. I just please handle that on your own yeah um, so he handcuffs himself to his bed so that he won't be tempted to like touch himself like Odysseus and the sirens there yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and then at some point when he's in this like horny induced daze Nicole he's comes back over. Again. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. having some kind of dream about a boob world. Boob. Yeah. <laughs> boob <laughs> mountains. Which I used to have that dream. <laughs> <laughs> Who among us has not uh, fantasized mm. about a poorly rendered boob world? <laughs> CGI <Can't>. boobs. <laughs> so Nicole comes back over and rapes, rapes him. him. Yeah. We'll talk about okay. that scene. I fully. had to rewind that three times just to be like, <laughs> now hold on. I thought that I was like, maybe we get a shot of her entering the house, but we don't. The audience comes to from Boob World with him, and he's just been raped by his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then I checked. I was like, there's only like seven minutes left in the movie. Yeah. How how could this possibly? So, like, Nicole and Erica pass each other on the uh-huh. staircase after post having been raped. She's, she's leaving. Yeah. Nicole's leaving. Erica is a arriving. A criminal has, is leaving. Yeah. A sex, a sex criminal is fleeing the scene. And then. Who also just insider traded that bet. Oh, yeah. Which oh, they never address yeah. the I bet. But we'll talk, uh, yeah. Right. So insane. And Matt is upstairs being like, when Erica gets here, she's going to be so mad I got raped yes which she and is she and is, she is. <laughs> oh, and he's like i thought that she was you she's like you fucking asshole i thought i was being raped by my girlfriend instead of and, my ex right it's great can you believe this movie was made by miramax like it's kind oh. of wild <laughs> checks out yeah. uh she storms out because she irrationally wasn't the one to mad. rape him right mm-hmm. and then he has to like figure out what to say to make it up to her and he's like trying to figure out all this stuff and then eventually he just like goes is it they make up in the laundromat right he yeah. she's doing yeah. laundry he comes to the laundromat and he's like what i should have done this whole time is this and then kisses surprise her. Kisses, her. kisses her and then she's like ah I love it. And then the movie ends with them fucking for like 47 consecutive hours. Mm -hmm. And then all the tech bros are like at his apartment in the living room, just like placing beds. It's like, oh, is he going to go another hour? And he's like, you guys are losers. Get out of here. As far as I know, that's a realistic depiction of tech bros. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the story. Let's take a quick break and then we will come right back. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. All right, let's get into it. Put your 40 foot boners away. <laughs> the discourse begins now. <laughs> I still don't understand whether he won or lost the. Or like, they the, no, oh, one, I guess I didn't really think about how did the bet resolve. I can't, yeah, because they I, don't address does anyone it. win. Yeah. They're still just betting on other stuff, but like, right. I'm not sure. They never address, like, hey, technically, if he gets raped. Does the bet count? Right. I don't want to know what these tech bros' views the on rape are. <laughs> I just simply don't. Well, the movie doesn't like even pro. acknowledge it as rape. It like, doesn't. You know, yeah. It's, no, it's, I mean, it's I don't so, think we're supposed to think of it that way. Right. Which is, you But know. that is 100% what happened. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. <laughs> The way I think she wins the money. I think Nicole wins the money for raping him. I get. I don't see how she wouldn't have. They never address that she plays wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because she makes the bet. She makes last that thirty-five hundred dollar bet and then goes and rapes him, and she must have won. Yeah. She must have won like eighty thousand dollars. The odd, the the odds that he, they would have given her on the last. 12 hours or whatever. Right. I think okay. she's the real oh my billionaire by the end of this. <laughs> she is a Silicon Valley billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> we guess she Jesus raped a tech bro. This is just like, this movie is so extremely fucked up that I don't, I've never seen a movie that like treat, like it's written, you know, it's like there is this undercurrent in a lot of movies and a lot of attitudes of like, that women are out to get you. They are mm-hmm. trying to trick you. They're duplicitous. Uh, they're going to try to entrap you. They'll use sex to get it. That's the only power that they have. I've never seen that taken to like an 11 quite in the way that this movie is because every woman in this movie it's almost just like having an irrational fear confirmed of like his fear is that women are out to get him and women are going to quote unquote betray him mm-hmm. like Nicole did when she broke up with him for a valid reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the way the movie's written, every woman does that and every woman acts like his worst fear yeah. and every woman is out to get him. And that's just the logic the movie has is like, you know how you're afraid how women are out to get you? They are. <laughs> Here's a movie about it. Like, yeah. it's just, it's because I mean, there's like, okay, I made a list of women out to get Josh Hartnett in this oh, movie. Oh, yes. It's all of them. At, at different points and then eventually Erica at the end not as much but Candy the woman who works at uh, computer.com industries mm-hmm. photocopies her ass tries to entrap mm-hmm. him yes uh, Nicole who it's first implied is like she's getting married to like spite him everything is a personal like attack on him and then she later rapes him for money Erica there's a few moments in the movie where it seems like she's trying to seduce him for her own like needs. It's also implied that their relationship is more pure because they don't have sex, which right. is like weird and old school and whatever. The woman that I don't know if we ever learned her name, but that first hookup that he has, um, who just like viciously tries to emasculate him by any means necessary in ways that are like crazy which that's the one who's like come with me and then that leads mm-hmm. him to fake his orgasm yeah. right yeah. and she that character is set up by being like like she's mean to a waiter yes and she's mm-hmm. like this isn't what i wanted and then she insists that he prove that he's come 
right. to, like just stuff. So it. then he goes and gets some white out. He's like, I need anything that looks like semen. So he's like, hmm, and then white she- out. And <laughs> which I guess is probably a joke, but this movie Kaylin, is maybe the least like. funny is attempt at a comedy it's that what I've it ever looks seen. And smells like is oh yeah yeah yeah. White- it, I'm I actually, <laughs> I actually never I'm need sorry. to buy white out. I just like collect men's cum. And yeah, I just put it in a little bottle. In, and then like yeah. I mean, I do like that you line them like next to your bed so that they can get like moon energy which is definitely cool. yeah um other women who tried to ruin josh hardy it's like the three women at work in that insane scene where they're like mm. you've taken our power away yes. by favorite. withholding sex women withhold sex not you i was giving the money to chat like the charity that's a whole, yeah, 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 wait, can we talk about it goes that? full conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theory with like so so yeah every every single woman we meet in this movie is out to get josh hartnett yeah 100 percent. okay first of all at one point two of the women walk in and then they were like well, we're gonna lesbian kiss in front of you and you're not gonna be able to resist that like, right. like oh, that's the one where she says she's basically trying to get the pussy power back yes she's and she says it pretty explicitly that like oh it's women a have, wild monologue because it's the idea of like well men want to fuck so badly like their evolutionary impulses to get us pregnant so we have this power Power. And if you are saying you can resist us, even for 40, all of us for 40 days, <laughs> then that means that we've lost our power on this like fundamental level. It's so she, she's like, I am, th- we are threatened as, right. as the half of this population that ha- is supposed to have this power. We are threatened. And so we have to fuck you or else we lose the power. Yeah. And then just confirms like the belief that that's the only power that they have ever had. Mm. The okay, so which I think we should take that power back. I think we should. I think women. I mean, I'm already doing my part not to fuck these people, but I think only about ten percent of them really deserve to get laid. So I would say it's less than that. Yeah, I mean, tops ten percent as far as I can tell. Yeah. So you know, we should wield that power. More. I mean, it's a good power to have, but it's not the only power to have. And it, it seems like like that girl is grasping at straws. She's like, without withholding sex, I have nothing. And I she, nothing. But they, it's insane that they do this where she said, where he says, oh, you're not really trying to have sex for me for this insane philosophical, like random thing that you do. You know, this idea that women are going to lose their pussy power if, if, if I don't have sex with any of you. It's, it, you're not doing it for that. You're doing it for the money. And she's like, no, I'm not. I've already signed a notarized thing that I'm giving right. all she my winnings. She took it to a notary to she, get it notarized. She's so, like, the, that so doesn't that even mean like, anything. She couldn't have any this, motivation except. She, they needed it to be a pure thing where this woman had to prove that a man cannot resist having sex with a woman. So here's here's how that scene plays out. Uh, Matt is in the back getting a bunch of Maxell tapes because he works at computer.com. <laughs> right. They need a lot of Maxell tapes there. This woman, whose name is Andy, she is named, she walks in the room and says something akin to, I understand what you're doing, Matt. Women have been doing this since, well, forever. So we all know about the power. See, us having the power, that's part of the system. And by you taking the power, you're fucking with the system. And I think you can see why we can't let that happen. <laughs> and then, you know, she she shows her whole notarized document and it's like, <laughs> I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the power. And Matt's like, so you want to have sex with me to get back the power? And then she says, we're willing to do whatever is necessary to get the job done. By then, a second woman is in the room who expresses doubt about Shout doing out this. to the movie because Doubt. 2008, love it. <laughs> More Oscars should have been given. But anyway. there's, there's like a second woman who comes in and is like, I don't know if we should do this. And she, the other girl, Andy, is like, no, we're doing this. And then like 
starts to like forcibly kiss her yeah Yeah. to entrap josh hartman right which feels like another one of those scenes like cruel intentions where it's like well the male filmmakers we got to make this movie hot we got to make it hot for the boys who are watching this let's put two women kissing Mm -hmm. so that the little boys can be like oh Hey, 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 I mean, I appreciated that scene. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if they're going to use their tongues, I don't you know. I guess they did use me. it. And John Harker was like, no, the tongues. No, the tongues. I but used to be creeped out by the tongue thing. I think yeah. it's because of that two girls, one cup thing that happened. <laughs> And ever since then, it just—it took me a long time to heal. Sure. Um, from and I knew, like, I only sideways glanced at that ever once, but still, just like what they were doing with their tongues really ruined lesbian tongue stuff for me for a long time. So if this movie was actually pretty healing. It was the first time okay. I watched two people just rub tongues together. I was like, you know what? I think I can enjoy this again. I accept it. I guess it's just telling that. You rarely see like a lesbian kiss on screen between two queer women mm-hmm. who are kissing each other because they like each other and right. they're attracted to each other. It's usually no, this is for a man. <laughs> it's, yeah, this yeah, is it's for a man. To, it's usually to do something evil. Two, we can assume straight women who are kissing each other to either seem more attractive to men, to get better at kissing, to so they can be good at kissing men, or to like seduce and entrap men. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's like the only representation you get. On screen in mainstream movies of two women kissing, it's it's usually yeah they, under should, those conditions. There should be like a Bechdel test for for lesbian kisses yeah. too, and this one does not pass. Right. No. You should make that test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's yeah the that, Isaac Norman test is whether is whether two women kissing is at all for them, <laughs> which you know. Female pleasure it was still d- hot. has no part in. At this least one movie. of those women was cute, you know. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's true. The one who's like uh, Josh Hartnett's not even cute, by the way, which was great because yeah, I feel like they gave him a worse haircut for that. I remember him being kind of cute when I, I was younger. He so. looks like dumb and dumber like <laughs> yeah i can't tell if my tastes have changed or if like i saw him like on the cover of that movie and thought he was cute at the time or if i'm now looking you know we're just right. like uh people all look stupid back then but i'm like <laughs> no that haircut was horrible he, his face was not great uh-uh. it's it is confusing that he would struggle to not have sex for 40 days with that haircut yeah <laughs> is how i feel sure that scene is like aside from the the rape scene that scene was like what is going on in this movie and it's so he's so clearly the victim Mm -hmm. in all of these situations these are all happening at work this is all like at work like workplace sexual harassment that no one's doing anything about because the boss is like why won't my wife fuck me that frigid we haven't talked about him the boss of (laughs) computer.com is first like cool idea to not have sex because now you've got the power and you're withholding it i'm gonna do that to my wife because she doesn't want to fuck me so i'm just gonna be like i'm not gonna fuck you and she's gonna be like no fuck me (laughs) and then john hartnett's like okay cut to forward he's like my wife says her life is way better since i stopped fucking her she's trying to so happy dude can i just say i related to that guy so hard (laughs) i don't know if y'all know that i'm twice divorced and (laughs) i I remember that's honestly though i remember trying that i remember being like well if i stop trying maybe then she'll like try to come on to me mm. and that will be good. So like the fact that that was in there, I was like, <laughs> dude, y'all that's real, man. These games that you play with 
women <laughs> to be like I, the truth is I just don't think that we were sexually compatible sure. honestly I think there's I've been figuring out a lot of stuff about my gender and sexuality but like yeah I the elaborate things in your mind and I think so many people do date people that they're not that sexually compatible with mm-hmm. um, for we date people for a variety of other reasons like maybe they're attracted to us or whatever you know <laughs> and then we have this like sexual dysfunction so this poor boss like is having a real problem in I have the midst no of this. sympathy for him I well. didn't I didn't like I mean the first scene that he was in I was just like oh god this is so so like what a waste of a scene but then when it f- like flashed forward to like oh okay I'm glad that they at least point out that this doesn't work yeah because it doesn't mm-hmm. but then there's a third scene he's in where he is trying to look under his employee's skirt and then he lost me again. Yeah. Right. Well, he's allowing all this sexual harassment to happen. And then he's also sexually harassing his employees. His troubles at home, I think are, are he's allowing himself to feel disdain for women in general because of his wife's rejection. He's also like, and if you've ever worked at a startup where the boss is 20 years older than you, and then everyone else is 24 and they're just kind of like leering at the general workplace. I've worked for a bunch of guys like that who are just like, you know, they frame it like, yeah, we're, we're, we're all friends here. This is a family. If anyone ever calls your workplace a family, you're in a toxic workplace. That's true. <laughs> um, but they're like, yeah, we're all fam here. And like, you don't have insurance. Are you guys fucking what's going on? And it's just like always a creepy older dude whose home life is bad, and then he's like, let me see if I can get my 20-something-year-old employees to fuck each other and tell me about it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. He's very That's much That's what that he lives vibe. for, is oh, just to hear God. about their fucking, yeah. No, oh, it's, it's upsetting. And also in the workplace is that scene where just no woman acts rationally in this movie. Mm-mm. Just blanket statement. Right. So when the three women, basically the fucking, what's the group in Greece? Oh, Oh, what are they the called? The Poodle Friends. What are they called? <laughs> yeah, that's it. The Poodle Friends. They're like the Poodle Friends of Computer.com. And they're like, hey, did you hear that Josh Hartnett isn't fucking anymore? And then one is like, we'll see about that. Which is like, why do that? She corners Josh Hartnett in a room that is, the walls are glass. So everyone in the workplace is watching her yeah. try to seduce. She photocopies her own it's ass. Embarrassing. No, it's before so... that, she spreads her legs wide yeah. eagle and is like, check out my butterfly tattoo right next to my puss. I'm trying to get another tattoo on the other side of my puss. get a puss. By the way, like, <laughs> if women, I also believe, as much as it's problematic to even care, I also believe that if women really did want him to lose this bet, they could have done a much better job. It's like, they have no subtlety. Each one of them is like, I'm going to make you lose lose this bet and here's my boobs and it's like don't tell someone you're gonna (laughs) make them lose the bet you gotta trick them into this you don't start with all four tricking men yes like they're so bad at it it's like no i mean well it's like yeah because like women in the movie are also stupid as hell they're just they're malicious and dumb and horny and mean all the women you see in this movie aside from erica because we'll get into her in a minute but all the women who aren't erica fall into i think one of like four categories it's either a conniving bitch which is like the ex-girlfriend nicole it's like the colleague who like evilly tries to seduce him by being like here's my butterfly tattoo um they are like a frigid shrew or a prude type uh which would be like his boss's wife or matt's mom who we meet yeah who's mm-hmm. like a very prudish like they can't talk about sex can i speak to your manager haircut yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But, but it turns out she she's a, a freak in the bed. Yeah, she's just yeah. she's just oh, she's just she's trying just... not to tell her sons about it. I, it's kind of strange that they're acting like she's a prude. It's like, well, her sons are over, and her father the father is <laughs> like weirdly trying to like talk about their sex life to their adult At the sons table. now yeah. for no reason to the priest's son and the guy with the celibacy vow. Yeah, <laughs> that was oh yeah because there was like a brief tangent where like Josh Hartnett's like I know how to not be horny, hang out with my parents, but then his parents he brings are horny. out like he brings <laughs> out like a chart of all the sexual positions that he can do with his hip <laughs> surgery having happened, and so it's still somehow like turning Josh on to watch the little cartoons of people. Right. The mom does. So the mom, I guess, actually does end up being horny. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's another category is like horny nympho. Mm -hmm. Basically, all the women, the women in the office, the women at the coffee shop on like no bras for hot women day. That's so great. I couldn't tell if that was another hallucination. See, that's what I want to talk about. Joke. There's a lot of stuff in this movie where you cannot really tell whether it's a hallucination or not. And so it makes me. It's the only thing that can redeem any of this is if you just pretend that all of it's in his head, (laughs) because it's like. At first, the ceiling cracking is ridiculous, and that's clearly a hallucination. And then, and then sometimes women are like taking off their shirts in front of them on the subway, and we know that's a hallucination. Yeah. Yeah. But then, no bra day seems to be real. Real. He tells right. his priest right. brother that it was it was an official. Is it official or unofficially like, sponsored? Unofficially sponsored. No, no bras for hot women day for at the coffee women? shop for hot women. for hot women. I'm like, hot, I'm like, who's the one women. who determines who gets to participate in this day? <laughs> Whose feelings are hurt? Hopefully, that it's is. the honor system. Oh, <laughs> they're, they're like, if self police. If you're a hot woman, you know it. You and know you're it. Not self police, everyone. We need a revision on oh, this uh, now national holiday. Yeah. Um, I think we should do this in general. You know, more no bra day. I'm fine with that. I think. You yeah. Know. Sure. The other thing that he thinks is fake is actually, but is actually real is his brother hooking up with the nut. Oh yes. Where he he thinks he's hallucinating that, he's hallucinating. but that was real. Right. Yeah. And then his brother. Was like actually i'm not gonna be a priest which i thought was kind of funny he needs psychiatric medication uh anyway that's the thing is like <laughs> if this movie is all in his head he's very sick and yeah. like, the, the, the twist at the end is this is really sort of a memento-esque thing like we've, <laughs> we've been the whole thing was a hallucination and that's yeah. the only reason that it was make any sense also josh hartnett's like tribal back tattoo oh my god oh god um so and then the, the other the other category that women fall into is like kind of like the gullible idiot it's basically any woman who ryan tries to date because ryan's like oh uh, i'm i'm mind orgasmic and then she's like oh mind orgasmic what's that so like she's just like believing anything that he all the lies that he's feeding her to get her into bed so it's these like wildly reductive tropes that all these women fall into uh let's take a quick break and then we'll we'll come back more to discuss If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. We're back. Take your 40-foot boners back out now. We're just going to be telling them to take them out, put them back, just to keep you on your toes. Mm. I'm going to talk about Nicole's character. Okay. We've alluded to this already, but the the opening sequence of the movie is a bunch of home video that Matt took when he was in a relationship with Nicole, and then we see him watching it back six months after mm-hmm. she has broken up with him, and he's still stalking her and broken up about it. Mm-hmm. But the video is so weirdly telling, where it's like it starts out where it's like they're happy, they're in San Francisco, they're wearing turtlenecks, it's great. But then you see the video over time where she... He seems to be invading her space. Like there's, mm-hmm. he's filming her sleep, and she wakes up, and she's like, "No, stop doing that." And he's like, "No," and he gets closer, and then she's like, "Stop." Yeah. And then it's like she's in the bathroom in a towel, and he's filming her, and she like closes the door. So in my head, it's like, okay, that is someone you would break up with, yeah. <laughs> so, who would do that, but. I think we're supposed to think like, oh, she was like mean to him and like we feel bad. She was pushing him away. Right, right. And implies that it was like somehow her, like it's on her and she was cruel to him. And then the way he treats her throughout the movie is like he definitely is obsessed with her. There's still pictures of her all over the apartment six months later. Mm -hmm not healthy the whole like no he's pining for her thing is like so tired but it i mean it also is like called out in the movie as like not good behavior behavior. Mm -hmm. but i feel like that's that comes from his roommate ryan who and his brother yeah and those guys are just like i mean especially the ryan character who's just like this toxic dude who's constantly making statements like Men be like this. Women be like this. Men are supposed to come, and that's just how men are. There's, like, all these, like, very... These are the two genders, and here's what they do. Two sexes. We haven't even thought about gender by this year. (laughs) Just the idea that, like, you start off, like, watching it now, seeming like she is a fairly rational person. Mm, Yeah. And then she does the whole Spider-Man 2 thing where she's like, I'm I'm getting married now. And that is somehow, canonically, the Spider-Man 2 thing. Um, and that even her her engagement is another like strike on women. It's another women suck thing because it's like, oh, this guy's clearly just a rich dude. Right. She's left him for just for some dude for the, his money. Right. Yeah. And that's like that's like a weirdly like stock character too of like the mm-hmm. guy that you know she left you for. He's always like rich and he's always a dick. He's a dick. Yeah. He usually looks like James Marsden. <laughs> and very <laughs> often is, is James <laughs> Marsden. Uh, and then and then. The leap of logic, like we find out from Ryan that she's being cheated on. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the story is constantly taking revenge on this woman that started out by not really doing much wrong. Right. And then she's just total heel turn at the end uh, where she's just turned into an absolute rapist villain Mm -hmm. in a way that 
doesn't make sense with anything we know about her, well, but we don't really know anything about we her. We do see the scene where she first comes over to be like, uh, well, yeah, we, we're not engaged anymore. He's cheating on me. Do you want to have sex? And then he says, no, actually, uh, I've got this 40 days thing going. I've got this girl. And she's like, I am so turned on by being rejected by you that like. But that doesn't make sense with anything we know about her. Like, it's just uh, well, yeah. weird. Oh, it doesn't make, nothing makes Mm-mm. sense. But it's just like, this is how they use her character to be like, oh, I'm so turned on by you now. Even if you close the door, I'm just going to be out here moaning even harder because of the rejection. And so somehow that is her then motivation to go place this bet and win this money is like the sexual rejection has so like insulted but also turned her on. But that scene like leading up to him like standing up for herself and then she gets like horned up by someone yelling at her, which great message. Uh, (laughs) Right. Before that, like his monologue that I'm think I, that it's like we're supposed to be like, yeah, good for you, Josh Hartnett is bet. Like she's like, you're saying no to me, and then he says, you always do this to me. I must be the idiot because I keep coming back, but I'm not coming back anymore. You take everything from me. I was like, she just broke up with you because you were a lot, and here you are being a fucking lot mm-hmm. again. But then it's like her character is not written to follow any sort I of rationality. I think that's how that's how a lot of men feel about women. Yeah, is like yeah, if if they have some kind of relationship and then they you took everything from me, and it's like, what is that feeling? That's that like n- a thesis statement on that character. Mm-hmm. Like that's how he feels about whoever wrote this movie clearly feels about women is like yeah these vampires are just out here to get us right and then it's like i'll prove a point by writing female characters to be this to be this yeah and then speaking of irrational behavior can we get into erica yeah yeah Yeah, let's get into we haven't talked about her at all (laughs) yeah it's almost like she's boring and we don't know anything about her (laughs) it's almost like she's a shell of a character so in most scenes that she is in she is getting enraged about something Mm. for no reason she's constantly behaving very irrationally and it makes little to no sense so the first she gets mad at him three different times the first time is when she finds out about his vow right i don't know why she's so pissed off again because they only met once (laughs) once or twice maybe before two times at the laundromat Mm -hmm. and then she's like how dare you not tell me that you're giving up something for lent like yeah that's and then she's furious I'm like, are we, are you guys religious? Like, it doesn't seem like anyone. And they've met two times. And then she finds out about it on the internet and then she's furious at him. Yeah. Her getting so enraged by that doesn't make any sense. But it's clear, like, the writer of this movie is like, well, we have to, like, find conflict somewhere. So we'll make her be mad because because women be getting mad all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then for reasons that are not clear, she decides that she's not mad at him anymore and she's going to hang out with him again. Right. Then for reasons that are not clear is like the every other sentence. <laughs> yes, of this exactly. To proceed uh, <laughs> anyone doing anything in this movie. There aren't really there are reasons. <laughs> then she gets mad at him whenever she finds out about his ex-girlfriend. And this happens on their second date. Mm-hmm. So he has not told her that he has dated other people and she is furious about it Mm -hmm. so she keeps being like you said that you were honest but you keep lying about things or withholding the truth and that's why i'm mad at you but like 
you're not obligated to tell someone on a second date it's your an a, entire dating history. It's like, an extremely yeah. emotionally immature movie, in that, like <laughs> because yeah, it's acting as if as soon as you meet someone, you know at first sight that you're in love without having a conversation, and now at this point, you should then tell e- them everything about yourself. You should each merge completely. It's a very <laughs> right. weird lesbian impulse, almost like that that's how that that's how this should be perceived. That's how she seems. Is like, yeah. how have you not told me everything about you? I thought we were in love and getting married and this is intimate and we should be it's yeah what exactly and like her motivations adjust to his mission in a way that like doesn't I just just I mean nothing is realistic but it's like (laughs) if you met someone who didn't seem to like you at the laundromat and continued to pursue them and they're like actually I'm not fucking right now I'd be like I'll see myself out but that she she just kind of adjusts to him and says instead that like sex doesn't matter and it's only about the kiss and like totally flips the script from like being horny to being like okay I'll do what you want I mean and then they have the sexy flower fuck which is great mm-hmm. oh god um well, before we get to that, because I do want to talk about female orgasms and their yeah. depiction on screen. Yeah. But um, so she's gotten mad at him about not knowing that he has ever had an ex-girlfriend. And then again, for reasons that are not clear, she decides she's not mad anymore. She's going to hang out with him again. Mm. And then we see the scene with the flower petal. It's blowing around near her puss and she has an orgasm. And then the final... I got mad at you for no reason thing happens when Matt gets raped by Nicole and then Erica and then she is just like she's so mad she's so so mad mad. and it's because the movie does not treat what happened as rape Mm -hmm. the movie treats it like when she comes in he says oh my god I just cheated on you I mean he doesn't say cheated but he's like I thought it was you and so he -hmm. doesn't say I was raped. So, like, really, this is actually a good depiction of how men are not reporting their rapes. You know, <laughs> here she he should have said, "I was just raped." Can you call the cops? And instead, he goes, "I thought it was you." Right. So he doesn't believe in his own like, you know, he doesn't believe that women are capable of agency enough to even to call that rape. He's just right. like, "Oh, I must have fucked her." Yeah, even though I was not conscious mm-hmm. or lucid. So even in his getting raped, he's not respecting women. <laughs> That's what's really insane about that. And it's like, it's, you know, men are raped. That does happen, but statistically so much less than women that it's just like another victimizing this character in a way that just enables his bad behavior and doesn't make sense. And it's more complicated than that, but it's just, I don't know, like women in this movie are evil yeah. and they do the, as the movie goes on they do more and more evil things and it's only the woman who complies with exactly what he wants and like helps him accomplish this mission even while he's lying to her and being and, and you know doing all this other stuff she's the one who's like quote-unquote rewarded with his filthy boner a month and change later yeah wait <laughs> now that i think about it though when she when when Erica walks into that room and he's like, "Oh, I thought it was I thought it was you and not and I didn't know it was this Nicole chick." He's handcuffed to his bed rails at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And so she either has to be like, "Wow, so you you decided to have like kinky handcuff sex for this, you know, vow breaking right. uh, bet losing sex that you had with your ex?" Yeah. Or what, hey, why are you handcuffed to the Can you what happened She doesn't there? question it. She doesn't at question all. it. It's just like, "Ah, she, there Josh should be again. so many follow-ups. No. Yeah, too. right. 
And so she's just, uh, how could you cheat on me? Yeah, I guess to be fair, she does not realize that he had been sexually assaulted. Right. So she's mad on the grounds that like, oh, you cheated on me. And if that were true, which is not what happens, but let's say for argument's sake that it is, they've hung out four times. Like she, you're not in a relationship yet. Like he's not cheating on you. But again, the movie's like, well, we have to have like the final conflict that we needs to be resolved mm-hmm. by the end so and like it's like also kind of like the puritanical thing they're pushing of like the longer you don't have sex with someone the purer your bond is right and that mm. sex is like this thing that taints relationships which you know can be very true <laughs> but it just the way it's framed is weirdly religious like the the that it's like well the you know now that they've waited it's like almost like the weird like high school narrative like we have to wait until the moment is right and then it'll be perfect and we'll be together forever and this movie weirdly subscribes to that even though it makes fun of religion through the brother character i don't know i mean i can't even say religious undertones because it's specifically lent you know but it's like the 40 days and nights is there's like uh jesus fasted for 40 days and there's they at one point make it a little explicit that they kind of are comparing him to jesus in the ability to withstand the sex and and, but then so it makes me wonder because he's already made himself into a christ figure oh i'm gonna resist sex instead of food and water even says like i look like I'm on the and yeah when he's when he's handcuffed to the bed frame it's like they've actually have you're using imagery Christ figure imagery and it's like that's a little much 40 days and 40 nights that did not you don't have literary themes going on here that did not hit for me that's fucking nuts yeah Oh, I mean, and but, it's like, yes, Jesus did go without food and water, but he was jerking off every day. Probably. <laughs> so yeah. That's a that's great point. I've fine. never thought about how Jesus was jerking off while he was fasting. You can survive no, in the desert. Well, you have to drink your own. As as are you allowed to drink your own cum if you're fasting? <laughs> Loophole. That's how he yeah, did it. That's you can drink your own it. bodily fluids. Those calories <laughs> oh, don't count. Oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, basically the movie is like... The movie uses the Erica character as just a way by which conflict can happen because... She's right. getting so irrationally mad all the time. And they like, just have the formula of a bet, a sex bet movie, and they didn't bother doing any of the work to connect <laughs> any of the points. They yeah. were just like, yeah. she gets mad every 20 minutes, and then we resolve. Yeah, they just didn't bother having reasons for anything. Right. right. They're like, it just has to happen. And yeah. like her friendship with Maggie Gyllenhaal is so weird, where there's a scene where they're walking together and. Uh, Erica's talking to her about how they haven't had sex yet. Yeah. And Erica's like trying to act like she's cool with it, even Mm -hmm. though it's clear that she's like, she would want to be having sex. And she's like, it's great. It's like I'm being treated like an equal. And then her friend's like, that sucks, doesn't it? And she's like, it totally sucks. And you're just like, oh, is that what they said? That is is how that scene goes. Wait, how did. What's the line right before I feel like I'm being treated like an equal? Just that they're not having sex? I'm trying no, to follow this logic. There's a, I don't have all the dialogue written down, but it's, uh, the, she's saying, like, you know, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal's character is like, wait, you guys haven't had sex yet? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, he's like doing this thing. And then she, yeah. and then she, Maggie Gyllenhaal does the obvious 2002 joke of like, what is he, gay? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're like, he's and, got a girlfriend. No, he doesn't. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's gay. Some guys are just different about this stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's, that that's what leads into this conversation. Like, she's not saying it sucks to be treated as an equal, just she's saying it sucks to have sex. But I'm just like, man, these are the only, some of the only two two women exchanges you get in the movie. And it's all about, like... Well, there's not a single line of this movie that's not about sex, first of all. Right. So right. And sex true. as it pertains to Josh to Hartnett. Yeah, to, uh, to specifically at least one man, but yeah. not Josh Hartnett. Yeah. There's another moment of uh, 
casual homophobia earlier on where Ryan, the roommate, is talking to Matt and he's like, you know, this is never going to work out for you. You can go on two dates without a kiss and pass as old fashioned. You go three, you're a homo. <laughs> so very cool casual homophobia of the early 2000s. Always, I, I defy people to find a romantic comedy of the early 2000s that doesn't have at least two instances of casual homophobia. Indeed. Another thing I wanted to point out is that a large part of the date that takes place on the bus is seen in like montage form. So we don't hear her talking like this is when we would be learning things about her character, hearing what she has to say, her talking about her interests, stuff like that. But we don't. We hear music over a montage instead. Mm -hmm. So like a deliberate choice was made in the edit of this movie or in the writing or whatever that we like one of the few opportunities we would have to get to know this character is robbed from us. And we still, we still hardly know anything about her except that she gets mad all the time irrationally. Well, that's a woman right there for you. You know, (laughs) I'm getting mad all the time. We just get mad and who cares about Mm -hmm. anything about us. Mm -hmm. And then the, and then the, the, the final, the way the whole story ends the, the final beat is that matt is like oh yeah it probably didn't even shouldn't have done this whole stupid vow thing what i should have done this whole time is this and then he pounces on her mm-hmm. surprise kisses her the movie frames it as if it's like the big romantic moment the huge yeah, reconciliation she hasn't really forgiven him right like that hasn't been a super so. But as soon as his lips plant on hers, baby, she forgives well, him. Well, since she's so irrationally mad, she's probably just on, been on her period or whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah, Forty yeah. days and forty nights. <laughs> yeah, she's that's what she just got is. off the pill for the first time in several years, and it's just like a long. <laughs> she's free bleeding. She's been free bleeding the whole time. So... Well, what are we to make of that as like a a lesson? Like, because that's how they're presenting it by him saying what I should have done this whole time. It's implying that he shouldn't have done this bet, that that wasn't healthy or good for him, that if you meet a cute girl who smiles at you at the laundry room, the proper thing, the correct thing to have done would have been to just kiss her from the get-go and start fucking. Well, and it's, uh, yeah, that is like the whole logic of like the only way to get over someone is to get under someone else. But like, that wasn't working because the ceiling was caving in, but maybe with the right girl, the, the ceiling wouldn't have caved in. The if right you get the right girl, girl whose manic- personality, we don't know anything we don't, about. Yeah. <laughs> Mental gymnastics. She, it has to be the right look, basically. <laughs> the girl uh, who's hot enough. This oh God, this movie is just a disaster. I like. I I just wish that Josh Hartnett had stayed in a room with his trains for a couple days, yeah. really confronted his just demons, meditated. like made some trains, and then been like, you know, maybe I am ready to get back out there. But it just wasn't. I mean, he's in that tech bro environment. It's hard to just be with your trains sometimes. I love that the Pressure erectile pressure. dysfunction doesn't really come up. He can still get it hard. I think it would be too much for men to deal with if he couldn't get it hard. We weren't talking about that. It we're still yeah. barely talking about that in movies. And so instead, it was just that he can't come. But boners are not a problem. No, he can always I mean, get he's it got up. supersized he, boners. He has a bonar at work. He has a he's bonar at He's home. whipping mm-hmm. his gnar around. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, there's that <laughs> song where he's got, he, he comes in with gnar blazing into a fucking important meeting. Yeah. And they're like, get out of here. You're hard. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this happens to all men. <laughs> they go to a critical business <laughs> completely erect <laughs> horrifying i don't know uh, uh, can we talk 
briefly about the depiction of the of the female orgasm Uh, yeah i can't talk about this movie much longer i know i know i'm so fascinated about like women straight or whatever women who have sex with men's sex lives because y'all really aren't coming as much as you should be right we're not really not to coming. delve too really too deeply much. into my I just personal mean women life, on average, but you're but, like your friends. but uh, no, I'm about to uh, say that a man has never made me come. I've heard that from a lot of my lovers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so at least at the That's very so very very funny. least, the movie. I'll, 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 I'll choose to remain silent. So that <laughs> tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> so at the very least, this movie acknowledges that the female orgasm exists because most movies don't even bother to acknowledge that it's a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think this movie handles it well, uh, but we do see two female orgasms, one in the beginning whenever she's like, come with me, we gotta have a simultaneous come sesh. Yeah, so that was pretty empowering. <laughs> I guess, but <laughs> she also is made to seem like a crazy person. I'm surprised yeah. she didn't lick the white out to see if it was coming or not. <laughs> that was one of the few things, yeah, where it's like, well, she did initiate the sex. You don't get to see women initiate sex go. very yeah. often. But then, of course, she ended up being crazy. Right. And, like, she was calling the shots during the sex. I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, But then it just takes this very sinister turn. Right. Any, like, woman initially being presented as being sex positive ends up that they are she's a demon yeah Yeah, she's actually demon from crazy so that's the first female orgasm we see and that ends up being demonized because she's Mm -hmm. or the movie wants you to think she's crazy the second one is the scene we already touched on a little bit where he's got also i think this scene with the the orchid petal would violate the terms of his vow because he yeah. says no sexual intimacy of any kind. If you are blowing around a pedal on a naked woman, this is like Mormon and making Catholic her come, kid rules. We're just yeah, justifying this is it, loose you know? like butt stuff doesn't count yeah. rules. That would have um, been great if they had just been doing butt <laughs> stuff the whole movie. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> I'm still winning this bet. Uh, it is worth saying again. Now I'm like looking into on the Wikipedia article. Apparently. Uh, this sex scene was voted one of the top 10 worst sex scenes in movies really? ever. It is so it's by, silly. It's silly. It's I did think I, I was kind of horny for it. I was watching it next to my hot girlfriend, so maybe that helped. Okay, but sure. I was like, oh, I was alone yeah. and I was still like, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. good. Yeah. Top 10 worst. What are they talking about? I know. I mean, well, okay. Shamers. They just hate female orgasms. Yeah. They. I love they, it. I mean, this the only sex scene I've ever seen in a movie where the woman comes and the man doesn't. That's a good point. Yes. So there you go. I can't. But, it's not the Bechtel test, but it's sometimes we could add that. It's as close as we get. As close to <laughs> but this movie is also perpetuating the idea that women just come all the time without clitoral stimulation. Oh, that's a good oh, point. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. show you men bad habits. Yeah. So okay, there there may be some women out there who can achieve orgasm if a flower petal is blown around near your puss. I don't want to shame anyone who comes that way. Tantric. But that is usually i would say not enough (laughs) yeah and then the woman usually a man's gonna flop his hand all over your (laughs) vagina for 45 (laughs) minutes and then you're like woohoo and they're like i did it but then also in in the the first scene where we see a woman have an orgasm he's not doing anything to stimulate her clitoral region she's doing it herself there are he's hallucinating he's like having a full-on panic attack and she's coming she's like 
Yeah. I think only around 25% of women are able to achieve orgasm just through vaginal penetration. I have a joke about this that I'm doing right now. Ooh. So it's it's not that many. it's like, honestly, great for them. But but I don't think that's true. I just think that men haven't figured out how to do it. Like, are the odds really that, like, some of us are special, the chosen people? Or is it that, okay, but if men didn't know that women could come at all until the 60s, (laughs) if we thought the clit was a myth, you know what I mean? I didn't know that women could come at all until I was 21. Right. So, of course, of course, like, more women can. It's just that, like, they're the only ones who've had good lovers who've been using their fingers enough and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I've made women come vaginally. It's because I'm using my fingers. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, paying a lot of attention and it's not about me coming so like a f- it's yeah. it's just the men you guys it's <laughs> not one in five or four women can- no I'm feeling very empowered by this <laughs> I can't believe how bad women straight women's sex lives still are I really mm. thought men had gotten better I thought with all the sexual but the more I talk to people individually and as audiences I'm like god no it's, y'all it's, really it's gotta like and there really is like that fear of emasculating a man by telling him he's doing Why it wrong. Why are we afraid of emasculating I have a, men? I have because a joke about that. Because men emasculated become oh. violent. Yeah, but I mean, don't... Da- well, you, you gotta break up with these people. Yeah. I have a joke about, uh, like, a guy getting... Because this is based on a true story. A guy, like, got frustrated and almost mad at me because he didn't make me come. Uh, yeah, and I've had that like, experience too. Like, I'm like, what? Th- it's like, sir, I think you're mad at yourself. Yeah. Or it's, but he, like, yeah. takes it out. Yeah. But, like, if someone is willing to do... To, like, blame you for them not making you come it's like i don't want to have this discussion with this person i don't like because mm-hmm. people like that i'm just like you guys are like you guys are dangerous it's scary yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i just ha- stopped having sex altogether. oh yeah 40 I might... days and 40 nights times however many <laughs> the, any takes. multiple that you need i might start dating women you probably should try it just for this yeah. just to learn more about your body and sex and mm-hmm. then try to go back to the men and teach them things i also <laughs> don't see why all women aren't just having sex with i mean i'm not i don't yeah. mean this in a hornball way right now i'm not trying to come on to you guys but i just mean like why aren't all women just having sex with, with each, each other? other yeah i am very i think it would be very strengthening because if we want to win the war against men which <laughs> there is one um yes we should probably bond together. We should probably stop having sex with most of them. Get mm-hmm. get better genes mm-hmm. for one thing. Have y'all seen Birds? The Hitchcock? Not, no, 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 not the movie. Like I just mean in general. <laughs> Have y'all? Oh, yes, yes, yes. The, the birds in Planet Earth. I think it's even like in the first episode where it's like the females of these. Spe- and there's a lot of different bird species that are like this, right? Where the females are these plain brown, birds. ugly, ugly little plain, plain brown birds. Not even to say ugly. They're just they're cute. <laughs> they're so cute. Sure. They're plain little brown birds. Caitlin. And then that was so sorry to shame our bird listeners out there, female bird listeners. So I didn't mean to call you ugly. The males of the species evolved to be like blue and green and bright and do these crazy gay little dances. They're doing the most. They're the gayest little dance. Like these (laughs) these men are so, yeah, they're doing the most. And then these women just choose between those. And then it's like, I found a one bird species where still the the girls are little plain brown things and these guys look crazy and, and colorful. But they also, the men build these little rape protection huts for the women okay so the, all the little all the gay little men birds <laughs> bright purple and pink and all the mardi gras little birds create they build these little rape shield huts 
And then the round little birds, when they're ready, all come and go pick their little rape shield huts. They go, oh, this is mine. This is yours. And then they sit there and in these things. And then the male birds come out and do their gay little dances. <laughs> and then if they ever, if they get to the point where they think one of the women's interested, then they go behind them and then they start to try. And that's what the rape shield hut comes in because if the woman changes her mind at any point, at any point she changes, she doesn't consent anymore. She just flies out and the little thing protects her from being, her like he hut? can't really follow her. She has enough time to escape Whoa. because of the design. That's feminism. That's... Now let's go in that direction. Yeah. I say. I... Wild. And this is why these incels want to kill us because we have ideas like this. <laughs> like let's seriously They're not. They're like, no, these birds, they have, have these to... huts. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Is that the coolest? That's incredible! Yes. I love that. Wait, I want to. Yeah, I know more. There's a spider species where you know because the women are like large. Can <laughs> you keep calling them women and not like females? <laughs> I like thinking no of them this way, right? <laughs> so the little men ones um, are they do this thing where they first of all they shoot spider web around their legs, so there's a kind of bondage element to it. Oh, okay, so that the women can't. Uh, immediately bite their heads off, which is what they will do if a male just approaches. Oh, right, right, but right. first, he sp- he he ties their legs up, which seems bad. But then. <laughs> They go down on the women for up to an hour. Whoa! Because if he if they do it well enough, then she'll be too tired and drowsy to bite his head off. He'll, he can get close enough. He can get close Honestly. enough to shoot his load, and then she'll be like kind of drowsy from it, and she won't bite his head off, and he can get away. Or at least they usually still die, but at least he can get his seat in before she's able to get his head off. That oh is God. incredible. See, man, I used to have. A what part- have we done as humans? All wrong. I'm the one who's like putting on makeup and like trying to like impress men. No, we have to unionize. Yeah, (laughs) we have to. I mean, we have to have some of the good. I I would just want to have good sex once in my life. And it's (laughs) try I mean, I've heard lesbians joke about this and like tawdry little. I'm like, honestly, maybe we do need to do some training camps for men i mean get if, rid of the like the conversion therapy camps make it how to fuck camps. good yeah. fingering and <laughs> like tonguing me? camps like be, be, the oral and manual skills Clearly really need, we to, need be. to be educating these straight men because yeah. i didn't realize how good at sex i was there. until I, <laughs> I you know every time because i like have considered dating men a number and straight women every time i mention it are just like don't why would you even it's yeah. not worth it you'll get nothing out of that mm. so it's, it's anyway. not a path I'd recommend. <laughs> we gotta wrap up pretty this soon. This movie's so bad. Like <laughs> it's a, it's wretched. Uh, uh, do you have any other thing you want to talk about? No, I don't. If, even if I did, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> this movie is very. It's exhausting. It's bad in every yes. way a movie can be bad. So oh. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Titanic. Wow, and everywhere beautiful. Uh, oh, oh, the one quick guy, like, person I wanted to bring up was the absurdity of Bagel Boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pagel Boy, that was one of the, because he is, he somehow has like the misogynist tea on every woman in San Francisco, knows everything about every woman as he's setting up these bagels, which is his job to go into this tech company and put five bagels on a bagel stand and leave. With but his he bare hands. Every bare time hand. he does it, he talks about fucking a woman. Yes. And he'll go, uh, so there's always a match on action when he goes, fuck her, fuck her, fuck yeah. her, to slamming a bagel onto the holder. And yeah. that, so that over the top. The, the, it's edited. I don't know. I'm sure this is done on purpose, but it's so jarring when he's placing the bagels. It's edited to be so loud. Yeah. Where he's just like, yeah, you know. So I fucked her in her hole. Clink. Yeah. And then it's like this loud, like steel sounding bagel hitting. It's oh god. <laughs> Bagel boy canceled. Oh, 
my god. He's canceled. Yeah. Um, well, well the, oh my god. This this is just such a piece of well, shit. Well, so people probably should, we should just no one should ever watch this movie. No. Yeah, do not not even as a hate watch. It's just it's yeah. it, it's draining. Maybe watch the sex scene. Yeah, the sex I'm scene. I'm sure the sex petals. scene is on YouTube. <laughs> But yeah. skip the rest. You should have your listeners tell you if they like that sex scene. Because I can't imagine. I don't understand why it's top ten worst. I bet it's I just a it's list good. made by a man. Yeah. Oh, well, because like, yeah. a man woman, doesn't come. Yeah. yeah a, a man, man doesn't, come. doesn't come and a woman does. Yeah. This is the gayest sex scene I've ever seen. Flowers. <laughs> and <they're> going, oh. <laughs> I thought I, I truly, the more we talk about it, I'm like, that was, I was on board for that. All right. I'm ambivalent. And you never get to see women come on screen. Rarely, uh, yes. Ever. True. So that At least there's nice. that. So, uh, oh, also, uh, you know, everyone involved in this movie uh, was a man, cannot find... I hope so. Yeah. I was I was like, if a woman wrote on this, I don't want to know about mm. it. I know. This, I was like, is this going to be yet another Catherine Bigelow betrayal <laughs> of her gender? Uh, no. It was directed by a man, produced by men, written by a man. Perfect. Composed, cinematography, yeah, everything is I, not... And distributed by Miramax. So, you know, just yeah. rapist top to bottom. Yeah. Ugh. I'm not implying everyone who worked on this movie was a rapist, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> Good. Uh, the last thing I guess I had to say about it is, like, technically the temptation in this movie is supposed to be sex, but the movie completely conflates sex with women. Like, they mm-hmm. treat them like they're the same thing. Yeah. So women are the temptation, and they, like, embody the temptation of sex and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about that scene where... It's like I think his last day or next to his like last day of his vow and he's just like seeing naked women all over the street. You see all these topless women. There's so much like yeah. male gaze <laughs> I mean, cinematography wild. in this movie and it's just like are you fucking But it was filmed like a nightmare sequence. Yeah. Like it was he was like running through the city like there are too many titties. I also think that if the boob world were made today it would be ass world. That's just my oh, I think mm, that there it would, that would he be, would be over movie. poorly rendered ass Let's acids. remake it and so that's, that we can have that that's for everyone, baby. Hey, this movie passes the Bechdel test? Sure doesn't. No. Um, there are women talking in it. Uh, <laughs> however, they're always talking about Matt and his sex life. There are I counted five different conversations between Erica and Maggie Gyllenhaal's character, who's, I don't know if we learn her name ever, but they talk five different times about Matt every single time. It's always like, oh, you met this guy. Oh, he gave you a high five. Oh, he gave you an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's your first time. Oh, he brought you a gift. Maggie like, Gyllenhaal is a fucking plot machine. In yeah. this movie. The only She's reason just... we know anything about Erica at all is because the cyber nanny job is a plot element to get her to be mad at him because yeah. that's how she learns about it. Otherwise, I don't because think we would have learned about Definitely a job. Not. Definitely yeah. not. So the one fact that we know about her in their journey to being in love is this job that is only a plot device. Yes. I bet that that, like, in the writing of the movie, that cyber nanny thing was added in later when they're like, oh, how would she find out? Yeah. Oh, this would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Internet. Yeah. Internet. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, this is also the same director as Heather's. Yes, I saw that. Well, should, let's rate it on our nipple scale. Uh, Zero to five nipples. Uh, this gets, like, negative 40 <laughs> nipples negative. and 40 ass cheeks. Yeah. We're bringing ass cheeks into the yeah. equation. I'm gonna do negative forty nipples, forty butts. Okay, because mm-hmm. that trips off the tongue. Sure, forty okay. nipples, forty forty nipples, and forty butts. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Is Perfect. my reboot of <laughs> yeah. very white movie. 
takes place in San Francisco, and yet everyone is white. There's like a couple. I think she, that actress, um, Shannon Sossaman is mixed. I know she's at least partially Filipino, okay. um, but she I th- is hot. We, she is. we would never find out enough about Eric's she's character. She's in something to know else. What, what else is she? Is. She's in uh, Rules of Attraction. She's in A Knight's Tale. Oh, she was in a bunch Knight's of movies Tale. right around this time. Oh right, right, right. And then um, was never seen from or heard from again. <laughs> this was probably the last straw. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Oh, but yeah, very, very white, very hetero movie, and um, yeah, everything about it, every fucking last moment of this movie is a disaster well ariel thank you so much for joining us uh sorry again for having made you you watch this movie you know but uh thin eyes durante i know where can people follow you online is there anything you would like to plug yeah i mean listen to my if you like podcasts maybe listen to my podcast it's called gender fluids and it's about sex and gender but my podcast co-host is a trans chick comedian, Austin Smart, and um, she and I are the most disgusting comics in Austin. Cool. And then we started a podcast together where we talk about all kinds of gender and sex stuff, but don't listen if you're easily offended. Uh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and then, you know, you can go to arielisaacnorman.com, A-R-I-E-L-L-E. I put up my shows and anything that I'm doing. In Austin, I have a show called Off Script that is the third Saturday of every month at the Fallout Theater. Hmm. And it's it's just this show where we do stand up, but the audience is encouraged to heckle. And I give out prizes to people who are funny at it. And, it's, Ooh, fun. and, we create, and some people are like, oh, is it mean? And I'm like, well... Some people are mean, but I usually kind of like just make fun of them. And it's we try to make it into more of an interactive, just fun time. But right on. So um, Austin Bechtelheads, go check out the show. Check it out. And yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at poop tampon. And <laughs> is that real? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> can you believe no one had taken that? Incredible. <laughs> A victory for uh, the culture. <laughs> Amazing. You can follow us. Unfortunately, our handle is not poop tampon because it was taken you took it but you can follow us at bechtelcast uh, on all the platforms uh patreon slash matreon uh go to patreon.com slash bechtelcast and sign up for our matreon it's five dollars a month and you get two bonus episodes every single month uh t public for all of our merch our awesome designs Mm -hmm. feminist icon rise of the matriarchy etc all of that shit Mm -hmm. get that at tpublic.com slash the Bechtel cast and um, resume yeah. fucking yeah <laughs> yeah finally okay yeah let's all get finally, out of here and let's go fuck yeah bust our nut bust those nuts I'm gonna bust my own nut for yeah. once I'm gonna same I'm gonna bust my own nut let's get out of here we gotta go masturbate alright bye. bye if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY a $500 matching bonus and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit learn more at Kemba.org offer expires March 31st 2025 APY equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply NMLS 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by NCUA
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.